One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today we have an absolute legend from the UK himself, master coach of the year, all-round top legend, and honestly, mate, do you know what? I could go on for another hour about you, but Mr. Paul, Mr. Paul Moore, <laughs> Mr. Paul Moore, welcome to the show, mate. Honestly, man, there's nothing that this man doesn't do. He he generates millions of pounds from email. He like before he even had a social media presence. He's he's coaching. He's coached master coaches. He coached James Smith, Darren Cartel on on loads of stuff as well. He works with men, women, and every, everything else in between, mate. I think uh, the best place to start with you is the fact that. The the, the, the thing that resonates well I've, I've i've actually been um i've actually been a student of yours in the past on email domination academy do you remember when that was when that was going man um i did that a little while back but mate i think the best place to start with you what resonated with me at the time was was your story and journey from coming back from su- such a pivotal moment of your life where you were going to take your own life and throw yourself off the edge of a cliff now that's not a laughing matter but i just want to start there because i think that's a good best place to start with your journey mate because that's when it all flipped for you yeah mate, it did i mean that 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 point there was probably the best one of the most important moments of my life because it's the moment that allowed me to live my life without any of the shit that I'd had, any of the labels that I'd had placed on me without being inauthentic, without having to lie anymore, without having to mask anything about myself. And it allowed me to essentially do what I do now. So I get asked a lot, like, do you regret anything? I'm like, I've done a lot of fucked up shit, as I'm sure we all have. In fact, I'm I'm surprised that me and you, in your other capacity, haven't worked together in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, (laughs) You're removing content. (laughs) You're removing content thing. I'm surprised we haven't worked together before, but... The thing is, and you asked me about it before we start, I always get asked that. Is there anything that we can't cover? I'm like, I've got fuck all to hide. There's yeah. nothing about me that anyone could say that I haven't already said. Yeah, or you haven't probably that, said to yourself. So for me, that was one of the moments that changed my life. And um, and one thing I will say is that I didn't end up there by accident. It was no, it was no coincidence that for years before that I'd I'd sacrificed my my physical health. I was drinking and sniffing every weekend, lots of drinking and sniffing. I was neglecting myself. I was neglecting my wife. I wasn't around for my kids. I was constantly caught up in bullshit, trying to make more money. I was constantly caught up in arguments on the internet. I I had no real purpose. So it was, um, I didn't end up there by accident. And I actually, you're talking about my book before. I got asked, a while ago from um, when I made my book, I was working with a producer from Panorama and a director from ITV Newsnight. And they said to me, we sat down, we had a coffee when we finished the book. And they're like, Paul, do you think you'd ever end up back on the cliff? And I was like, no doubt about it. If I stop doing what I've done to turn my life around, that I still do. If I started doing what got me there in the first place, of course I'll end up fucking suicidal again. It's like a fat guy who loses loads of weight, eating well and training and suddenly stops doing that. You know what I mean? He's got to yeah, get you back don't, again. You don't, you don't, so you that, don't. That, that, that 100% would happen. I've got no, make no bones about it. I didn't end up in that state 
by fucking coincidence, by fucking accident. But it happens. At, it happens at one percent daily. I mean, obviously, like you, you, you compound whichever way you go in, don't you? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't just get there. You don't just arrive at the side of a cliff one day, do you? You get there by doing no. cocaine every day and by doing drink, yeah. drinking every yeah. day and by by putting yourself in these doubt positions. There may be some like traumatic incidents from the past that may contribute to it, but I think for most people, <clears throat> excuse me, it is an accumulation of behaviors and habits, whether that's habitual thinking, habitual actions, habitual intake, habitual consumption. Most people who end up there are because of that. Because let's put it in context for people as well, because at that time when you were stood on the edge of that cliff, as far as I'm aware from from knowing, from being involved with you like four years ago on Email Domination Academy and all that kind of stuff we were going through then – at, at that moment in time, you was earning some phenomenal money. I think you were... I earned some... my first million. Yeah, I earned did. my first million in 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, listen, I don't want to tie this up in the, 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 and say that money isn't important and money doesn't make you happy because it helps. But 100%. the reality is the way that I was making money wasn't helping and the way that I was spending it wasn't helping. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it because no one in my family is an entrepreneur. No one. No one's ever made serious money in my family. They certainly haven't made a million quid. My dad worked in the same factory for 30 years. My mom worked in Asda for 10 years. And before that, she worked in the cafe at the town hall. Like, they worked their asses off. That's where I got my work ethic from. Yeah. But no one was ever financially successful or financially independent in my family. So I didn't know. I kind of didn't know. I did the best I could with, with what I knew. So, yeah, I made a lot of money. A few months before I was suicidal, I was living in Marbella. I lived in Marbella for two years. Four-bedroom villa with a private pool, hot wife, two beautiful kids. I had everything. But at the same time, I had nothing because I had no purpose. So how did you how did you come to obviously when you're on the side of that cliff, yeah, and you're and you're looking down, you're thinking this is this is it and everything like that. And obviously you get pulled back from that situation. How did you how did you go on that journey then to find what this purpose was for you to give to give you? I got that my ass handed to me. Yeah. I got my ass handed to me. So, so two things happened. The first one was, and everyone always asks this, so I like to cover it, is that I get criticized. So I've got a video that has 6 million views. Another one that's formed. It's the same one. One of them, I'm just allowed to say fucking. The other one got banned. Yeah. The other one got ba- One got banned by Facebook for a bit because I said fuck. So we have one that's been bleeped out and one that hasn't. Yeah. Um, yep. So everyone, a lot of people ask me, like, why was your wife there? Did you take her with you? I'm like, no. I was so volatile and so turbulent and so unpredictable that every time I left the house, particularly if I slammed the door, my wife would just follow me because I was all over the place. I would disappear for days on end. I would tell her that I was going to kill myself, which by the way, never normally happens. It's normally some, that was a cry for help for me. That was a cry for attention. I needed love and I didn't know how to ask for it. Yeah. So she followed me to the cliff this day. She'd actually been following me for ages. Um, driving up and down the coast road. And she followed me and she said to me, she actually said, and this is mad. Whenever I have this conversation with my wife and she got asked about it, she's like, she's like, she was almost at the point where she was ready to let me do it because she could see how much pain I was in. And she loves me. So she was like, she, she got to the point where I was threatening to do it so often. She could see how much I was hurting that she almost got to that point. But she said to me, just think about the kids then. And I was like, and, and this is the thing when you're that low, there's no fucking logic at all. It's like, I am thinking of the kids. They'd be better off without me. That's how I thought. 
And then she said to me, well, think of the kids then as those dads growing, those kids growing up, spending the rest of their lives as those kids whose dad killed himself. And I wasn't willing to do that. So that was my first wake-up call. That's and then it. I had a series of wake-up calls from a lady called Donna. Donna was on basically the suicide watch team. And she kind of handed me my arse without ever really having to say anything. She used to look at me over the top of her glasses, like disappointed when she'd come and see me. I used to have to see someone every single week. In fact, it got to the point where I'd seen so many shrink psychologists, psychotherapists that I just gave up. That's where I was at. I gave up on getting better. And she used to come and see me. And I, when she'd come and see me and I'd been on the fucking sniff all weekend, she could tell. So a series of conversations with her and just a series of that look over the top of my glasses, I was like, yeah. And then one day I was tagged in a video by a guy called Garrett J. White. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And Garrett was kind of what I needed to hear at the time. He was talking about, I've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I've been diagnosed with fucking all sorts. All sorts. None of which I believe were true. However, All, all labels. All labels. It, it, it helped me at the time. It helped me at the time. And he was talking about stuff that I'd never heard spoken about in a way that I'd never heard it spoken. Yeah. And I'd never heard it communicated this way. And that was a real wake-up call for him. I'm like, fuck, it's not just me. And then I went out there and got punched in the face and got called and got kind of confronted for the first time ever. Because all through that period, I was being fucking mollycoddled, being given shit and, oh, just talk. And I was like, this fucking, it don't t- it's not changing anything. Like that. And eventually it was kind of like just a fucking series of wake up calls. And I wouldn't say the word man up, but it was like, mate, you've got to take some fucking responsibility. You didn't end up there by accident. Yeah, you've got to take some responsibility for your actions, for your behaviors, for your thought patterns, for your processes. And you've got to do better now you know better. At the time, I didn't really know better. It all starts with ownership at the end of the day, doesn't it? It does. And it's a difficult thing to talk about. A lot of people get triggered by it. But the people that are ready to hear it, it empowers them. Some people allow that to disempower them. And and, and people use the term man up, which I fucking don't like because it's not you're telling me to man up. But most men are fucked. <laughs> why, why not man up most men are just like I was fat yeah. struggling stressed yeah. and, and fucking on the sniffing booth that's most men that might be a big generalization but it's most men that I know yeah, 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 so yeah, why yeah. would I want to man up then what they mean and it's it's well wishing normally I think yeah well meaning is that just take charge and I don't like just I, own I yourself I like the term I like the term taking responsibility but also some people will choose to get disempowered by that because they think, oh, well, it's my fault and I'm the blame. And it's not about fault and blame. It's about taking charge, taking back charge, taking charge of the way that you feel, taking charge of the way that you react to things, taking charge of the way that you behave, taking charge of your past, taking charge of your future, taking charge of right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what most people need to hear. But a lot of people aren't, they're not. They're not. They're not ready to hear it because because they, they go. They, they, there's a lot of people out there that are pushing blame onto other people for stuff that's happening in their life, and every the buck it's always stops with you. Up always stops with you. It's mad in the minute what's going down. I've had loads of people argue with me this morning. Just this morning, when I'm talking about imposter syndrome, everyone wants to argue with me about it. Not everyone. The people that like to use it as a label. Some yeah. people like to use it as a label because it makes them feel better, and I'm okay with that. I just don't identify with it i'm like i don't want that label i can't see in any way shape or form how 
diagnosing yourself with imposter syndrome. I can't see yeah. in any way, shape or form how that will make things better for you. But if it does, I'm all for it. But I can't see how it empowers you. Why, yeah, why would you want to think about things that disempower you anyway from, do, from doing something? I have imposter syndrome. Really? Where did you catch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have that argument all the time. Yeah, Smith talks about it. Yeah. And you know, all the time. When I say something different to Smith, everyone thinks we're having an argument. I'm like, it's okay to have a different opinion yeah, to someone. Yeah, yeah. I remember when he did a thing. Smith did a video on cold showers and that. And everyone's like, oh, well, Paul Moore loves cold showers. I'm like, it's all right that he doesn't like the same things as he did. I invest heavily in crypto, right? He put a, he put a thing out today. Yeah, yeah. He, put, he put a thing out yeah. today. And, and my, a, few of my, a few of my mates sent me this saying, oh, Smith said this about crypto. It's bullshit. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, that's Smith's opinion. He's allowed his opinion. It's I, all right. I, I have a different opinion. Uh, and, yeah. it pr- and it's proven in the financials of my opinion. So it doesn't matter what yeah. the fuck. It do- I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. He'll probably. Yeah, he'll- and sometimes this is how we learn. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is how we- and one thing that I've had to get good at, and this is certainly the case since about 2016 onwards, was before I'd be like, it's my way or the highway. My way is the way. Yeah. Now I'm, like, I'm willing to be wrong. Yeah. In the past, mate, I see this. I was on James Haskell's podcast a while ago. And then he hasn't released it yet. But we spoke about this and I said, most of the things that I do with my life right now, back in 2014, 2015, even 2016, I would have laughed at. I'd have mocked. I'd have mocked meditation. I would have mocked even jujitsu. Cuddling your friends with pajamas on. What's that about, mate? Wearing really tight clothes and rolling around the floor with a man. That's gay. You know what I mean? That that would have been me. Perception. Perception. I'd I'd have mocked cold showers. I'd have mocked that. I would have mocked. Um, I would have mocked journaling. I would have mocked what? Dear Diary. It's not for me. Do you know what I mean? I'd have mocked all of that stuff as hippie shit. I'd have mocked a lot of it as, oh, well, I'd be a hardcore because you have a cold shower. But right, the, one of the things that I've had to expand with is, you know what? I'm willing to be wrong. If I can find a better way, I'm fucking all for it. If I can find a better way than what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm all for it. You get people taking the pit saying email doesn't work. Yeah. Out of four million reasons why it doesn't, why it does work. Sorry, yeah, oh, yeah, email yeah. doesn't work. It's old school. I might, I better send all this fucking money back then, eh? Yeah, because because <laughs> this is this is what I tell people about about. Um, I always bring you up as as a kind of reference point because a lot of people talk about social media and talk about how much money there is in social media. Talk about. Google ads, Facebook ads, all this shit, yeah. There is if you're good at it. And and then there is there is money in everything. But what I'm saying is people forget how much money is in email. Now don't get me wrong, I don't send enough email or I still haven't <laughs> I still haven't executed half the shit that you told yeah. me to do, yeah. right? And a lot and a lot of people don't, right? A lot of people don't. But one thing I will say is the fact that I know from you that when you had like pretty much like zero social media, you was making millions and millions of pounds from email. Can you just explain to people how big email is and kind of give them a bit of a a punch in the face with this email thing? Give some context. Yeah, give it some context, yeah. So the the, the one, I would estimate I've made about 4 million quid from email. Estimate. Yeah. And there's one. And that's pounds, not fucking dollars. Yeah, pounds, <laughs> which is about fucking three hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and there's just that, right? But here's to put it in a more because everyone can talk about, oh, well, that's the past. I'm like, well, here's some more context for you. Yeah. And this is not well, it is bragging in a way because that's what that's what we're doing here. We're trying to show people how email works. The I don't know a great internet marketer who doesn't send emails. 
Yeah. Great internet marketer. The only people that don't like who say that email doesn't work are people that are shitted it. Yeah, yeah. People that are shit. Nothing works if you shitted it, right? So here's the truth. Right now, as this that's where I was. That's why I was a couple of minutes late. Right now, I was just doing a Q&A for people inside of my Unstoppable 28 program. My Unstoppable 28 program is 180 quid, right? Cheap. This month, I've got 177 people on it. Without any webinars, without really any social media posts, without any sales calls, and without any free challenges. I've got that many people on just via email. Did you send them a nine-word email? <laughs> I send, the nine-word email that I send yeah. is, I'm opening up, I've sent one that said, I'm opening up a new program, would you like to join us? That's it. So, and, and by the way, this is without any kind of, oh, do you have a campaign? I'm like, well, not really. I just send emails every day. When I've got a program coming up, I just increase the urgency a little bit. I change the context a little bit. We've got this coming up. It's closing. It's closing. It's closing. That's it really. Like, that's an example. If you don't believe me, search for the Facebook group, Unstoppable 28 15.0. Don't try and join it because I won't let you in. But that's my program. You can actually physically see how many people are in, in my program. And that's just because of email. I may have had a couple of ads up as well, but it was, I'd say 95% of it was email. That's how powerful email is yeah 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 yeah. Not mate, i'm you- not saying by the way i'm not saying it's the only way but here's a, here's some context as well i'm sure they love it that i'm talking about them in about march time i was on google and i was searching for an old article that i'd written years ago i couldn't find it anywhere on my computer i'd wrote it years ago it was actually a one for pts and gym owners how to get more clients or something yeah and i couldn't find it because i killed the website anyway i ended up stumbling across a forum an old school forum called Tattle, right? It's basically yeah. where losers talk shit about other people, right? Yeah. And I'd found people talking about me and I was okay with it. But they were saying, like, what's your opinion on Paul Morton? People were saying, oh, I hate his accent. He's egotistical. He's all this. And one of them said, well, with an only, they all say that you, they were basically talking about other influencers saying that I was amazing. And, but with only a small Instagram following, I disagree. And I'm like, how the fuck has inst- my Instagram following got anything to do with how much money made? Yeah. I remember when I spoke at IFS in 2019, I had 2,000 followers on Instagram, but I was doing 50 bags a month on Stripe. Like, I had to sh- and I had to show my Stripe account, my monthly subscriptions versus my Instagram following because even then, this event was an influencers event. IFS it was. Yeah. And I... I was basically like, I had a little bit of that whole imposter syndrome. I was like, I've got to show these people why I'm here. I've got to demonstrate that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And unfortunately, people link that to that. It's, so, it, yeah. It, it's, it is, Instagram does give you a hell of a lot of credibility in today's society. Oh, totally, man. Totally, man. For some things. Like, for example, um, when I am looking at podcast guests, I'm looking at people with a big following. Because I am. So I can leverage their audience. When, when, that's why when I never I got the call. <laughs> when I did my book deal with Harper Collins, right? Yeah. I did my book deal with Harper Collins. And I'm looking at some of the other people in my sector, so nonfiction, who they've got. They've got Ross Edgley, James Smith, Ant Middleton, Piers Morgan, Jay Shetty, James Haskell. They've got all these people and then they've got me. I've got no doubt about it. When they are doing that, they're looking at how many followers they've got. Why? For most of them, there's guaranteed sales. Yeah, yeah. For me, there was no guaranteed sales. With my poxy following, 
But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And even my friends that run big speaking events, they're looking at how many followers of people have got. Not it, it often it's not going to matter how good a speaker you are, because all they care about is whether you can help fill the room. But do, but do they ask you how big your email list is as well? Twenty one thousand. No, but do, no, I know that. But do they do they ask? Oh, do you, they? Do they? Yeah. Not really, because you kind of actually. When we worked with Harper Collins, we did show them the size of our email list because we're trying to get a deal over the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've got a res- my email list responsive as well. Yeah, clearly. Twenty. T- this is yeah. what this is what people don't understand, Paul. Right, twenty one thousand people on email that open your emails every day is way more engaged than twenty one thousand followers on Instagram. Well, you think about this. This is an interesting thing to think about with email. Somebody giving you their personal email address is actually quite a big commitment. It's a little micro commitment. It's certainly more of a commitment than hitting like. Here's what I also know. Someone joins my email list. One thing I know for a fact, they have raised their hand and said, I have the problem that you are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. When they follow you on Facebook or Instagram, they might just like the look of you with your top off. Yeah. (laughs) They might just like the look of your ass. Yeah. In fact, I've seen this. I shared something when I spoke at that event. There was, a, there was a girl with like a million followers and she couldn't sell T-shirts. Fucking That's up. why influencers have fucking shitty discounts for protein shakes and end up selling fucking um, ketones and that because the <laughs> following is fucking irrelevant. Yeah, I know. And there's so many of them. In fact, I know a few girls that are... That, that make good money. They make good money on Instagram. They've got like four, yeah. five, six hundred, seven hundred, some of them a million followers. But... It, it, what it, happens if they want a week off? Yeah, it, this is the prop. This is the problem. They don't. They don't know this stuff. They need to know what you're teaching. What you're teaching and what you. Yeah, what's even better? What happens if Instagram bans their account? <clears throat> yeah, this is what I've seen as well. I saw a I saw a girl who made all her money from OnlyFans, but her OnlyFans leads weren't on her email list. They were coming straight from Instagram. So as soon as she yeah. got her account banned with two hundred thousand followers. That just that just fucks this revenue stream over here with this OnlyFans account. So it's like building your house on someone else's land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person who owns the land can take it away from you at any moment in time. Again, I don't think that's that's not likely to happen, but I've seen it happen. I've seen Facebook accounts get shut down. A friend of mine, Dan, he he has a thing called he has a big Facebook group. He has a big following in a Facebook group. Guess what? He got banned from Facebook for thirty days. How much money do you think he made? None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got banned. They can shut you down like that. Email yeah. list, guess what? It's my property. No one can take that away from me. It's my property. I own it. Those yeah. people have given me their email addresses legally. I own it. Facebook, Tara. Instagram, yeah. bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you and, and basically at the end of the day, when you want to just hang your gloves up on all socials and just go and just go off grid, you can just go off yeah. grid with your laptop, to, <laughs> even a twenty. I mean, you can get I, I suppose I mean I just had nine days off everything. Right, yeah. I was fucked. I had nine days of everything, but nine emails went out. I still that was the week that was the week that my program shut down. My yeah. team sent emails that I'd written previously. My team posted on social media, but for most people, they don't have that team to post on social media for them. Yeah, but those emails I could have plugged them in myself nine days in advance, and we still got 177 deals over the line. Yes, it, it is. It is amazing. Like, wait, wait, the for way me, you need both for me, it's. You need both. It's I'm not just saying just do email, but just doing social. Get, get, so get, it's not it's not huge. Okay, then so give it so break it down. Then how 
how anybody, any, 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 any individual or business brand or whoever's listening to this podcast, how can they take their following and put them onto an email list the fastest way? Like what's give them a reason, give them a reason, give people that follow you something that's valuable to them in exchange for their email address. For me, it might be, I've got a short audio book called how to end self-sabotage It's two hours long. I'll give you that. If you join my email list, I've got, um, a book, a paperback book that's self-published, that's eight quid. Give me eight quid, give me your email address. I've got loads of free reports. You can come on a webinar. You can come on a video series. We'll do a competition sometimes. But yeah, in fact, with my audio book, um, Paul Mort Will Save Your Life, one thing I do with that is because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get people's email addresses because it's unaudible. So what I say in the book is, if you want a printout and a template for these questions that I'm telling you about, Go to my website and download it. All you have to do is give me your email address. Yeah, nice. So nice. Give me a reason that has perceived value to me, yep. i.e. it may help me solve a problem or make me feel a certain way. You give me that, I'll give you my email address. Let, let, let's run a few scenarios because I want to get, get your scenarios. There's going to be women that listen to this that just post bikini pics on Instagram, have a million followers. What's her yep. value add to get emails on her list <laughs> well it depends what problems she solves for people this, 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 it could this. be fucking it could be pictures <laughs> i just i just could be how yeah. i got in shape yeah yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. free i'll yeah. show you how i do it every day yeah, yeah i'll yeah. give you this i'll give you some audio i'll give you something that solves why are you following me i'm looking at that first why are they following me yeah and then I'm giving them something that's a value add on top of what they get from my Instagram. Have you ever considered like building these tele- Telegram lists as well? Like in terms of like where people build, swipe up, get on your Telegram and you can, and you can just broadcast to people through Telegram as well. Are you seeing that? Lately? I don't know anything about that. However, we do use text message marketing all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And are you seeing, are you all seeing a big that. ROI so with example, that? Example, if someone buys something from me, I get the telephone number. If I have a webinar coming up that I want them to come on or have a program that's starting, we'll send out a text that says, got a new program starting on Monday, deadline's tonight, click here. That costs more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has a 100% open rate. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. We use that quite a lot. We just don't overuse it. So, and, and also, I just want to give people a bit of context around this as well. It's like, in your opinion, how big an email list do they need to start to see some sales in terms of what they're doing? You Would you really estimate? Depends on what you're selling. If, you, if you've if got a thousand people on your email list, but what you sell is high end, it's fine. A few yeah. hundred. A few hundred's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the size of the list. It's, it's That's like saying how big does my dick have to be to make a girl have an orgasm. <laughs> this is why I love you, <laughs> And, and you know, often it's not yeah. the bigger it is, the better. <laughs> My email is about the same size as Darren's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is mad. Which is mad. But yeah, it's gonna. It, it depends on what you do with it. But listen, Smith took six months to make his first sale. Sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I still remember. The, I see. I still remember him sending an email saying, uh, "I've just made a sale after six months." It was yeah. in 2014, though, so I just fucking ignored him because I was a shit house then. <laughs> it, it's it's mad because I was I, I went to his event in Sydney the, the, a few weeks back, and he was yeah. saying his email list is like two hundred seventy thousand now. 
Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal business. Phenomenal. Bro, imagine, business. imagine if he sent a nine word email. I know, I know, I know. I li- yeah. Literally, like he, he, people think that James makes his money from Instagram and this, that, and the other. Like his email list dominates everything, like every revenue yeah. stream. 100%. Because it's a more private conversation. Yeah, yeah, 100%. More private conversation. And, and honestly, like this, this is what I, I wanted you to drop that on this podcast today because I really want people to understand how powerful email is. And obviously, you, one yeah. one of the big things that you've um, you've really dominated with, especially when you had the supplement company, right? When you had the supplement company way back, you was you you built a two million pound supplement company off the back of email as well, didn't you? Yeah, and, and yeah, it'd be worth more than that now, I think. Yeah, so we sent um, I sent daily emails for that company. I don't even know what they do now. It's called LeanGreens.com. Yeah. I think they're doing a lot on Amazon now, yeah. um, which would make sense because you don't have to you don't have to hold stock on Amazon. You send it to them. I've got another company that does that, a massage gun company that I own. Most people don't even know this. I don't do any email with this company. We just do Amazon and um, fulfilled by Amazon. It's called FBA. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not my main business, but we do all right out of massage guns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did it with Lean Greens. I, I don't know a business that wouldn't benefit from email marketing. But- Maybe not daily. Maybe yeah. not daily, but I don't know a, be- a business that wouldn't benefit from it. In fact, I did a, um, I did a, I did a training for the guys in my program the other week about email, getting started with autoresponder sequences. Yeah. And what I like to do is sometimes I'll show them some stats. Like if you Google email marketing statistics, you'll start emailing people. It's forty four dollars per 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 person you have in your list, isn't it? Something mad, something mad. Yeah, there's some amazing stats on it, but essentially I see it as permission-based marketing. People don't go on Instagram to be sold to. Yeah. They'll yeah. often open your emails because they know you're going to sell. But, but, but I mean, I see it as permission-based marketing. You give my email address and now I have permission. You've given me permission to message you and, and maybe make you some offers. That's it. And, and just to clarify as well, because I because I've been in a one of a few of my mates own gyms, and I tell them I tell them that they should be emailing every day, right? And they I always get pushback from these people like Frankie, you, you, we can't email too much. Day. It's too much. We just would do you once only a post week. on social media once a day every day? Would you fuck? Would you only post on media on social media three times a week? Would you fuck? Would you only post on social media once a week? Would you fuck? So why would it be any different for email? Yeah. You should literally email every day, shouldn't you? That's what you. I have never said. seen a result of less sales by sending more emails. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I love how simple you. Every make time it. I every time I send an email, I increase my chances of making a sale. Yes, I increase my chances of having someone unsubscribe, but they were never going to buy anyway. Do you worry about people unfollowing you when you post on social media? Not really. You would never worry about oh, well, I better not post too much in, in case people don't follow me. Most of people's problems are that they're like, oh, how can I post more? Why the fuck would it be any different for email? They've asked for you to email them. So email them. (laughs) Mate, honestly, like, I just, honestly, and and that's just... The thing I love about email, mate, is that most people are giving up on it and they think it doesn't work, which leaves more room for me. Yeah, yeah, And the people that can be bothered at email. People's biggest problems, they don't know what the fuck to write about. That's the real problem. Honestly, I, I did... When I did your email domination course, I got a lot from it that I still retain as information today. And the, and I 
started emailing emailing um, my small list. I only had like two, three hundred people at the time for content removal. Yeah. The prop, the prob- <laughs> the problem I found was because content removal to me is is like a, a cash flow business that I help people so that I can yeah. generate revenue. It's boring. So it's boring. I, isn't it's it? boring. It's boring. Yeah. I'm like after after day five, I'm like I'm running out of things to email about. <laughs> what you got to do is you got to not talk about the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to tell stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, and but it just tell stories. Uh, and there's only so many stories you can tell about removing famous people's nudes. That <laughs> there is. I mean, I, I'm almost saying you got to think about this. I'm sending emails about email marketing for years. Email about email. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah there's only yeah. so many times you can say. I, I'm kind of seeing the same. The content is the same. It's just the context is different. Just explain as well the your t- like because obviously like the, the reason why James is so successful and the reason why you've been so successful and Dieran's been so successful with email marketing is because you'll send something like with a subject line of um oh you know I stepped in shit today and then it got yeah. better or something like that or or, or James yeah. James's best email ever, he ever sent was when he got charged um he got he got fucked on the laundry bill in in uh in in LA do you know what I mean. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with losing weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just puts PS. Yeah. He just puts PS at the bottom. If you enjoyed this email about me getting fucked on my laundry and you want to help me pay for it, um, jo- sign up to jamesmithacademy.com. dot com. That's what I mean. <laughs> People want to be entertained, or we call it. And Smith yeah. probably talked about this in his seminar when he probably stole it off me. Infotainment. The one information. They want to be informed, but the one they want to be entertained more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But why the fuck else are you on social media other than to be entertained? Yeah, yeah. Same with email. Give me some entertainment. Give me a little bit of information. Be a, be a, and I'm always like, how can I be, make someone's day better? How can I make this the best email that they read today? How can I be, yeah. a, make, make, be the best part of somebody's day? Yeah. And this, and if I don't email them, guess what? I can't. And because obviously this is like a business and personal development type podcast that I'm running here, right? Yeah. The reason, the reason why I wanted you to drop this today was because a lot of people that I've had on the podcast before talk about e-com. We're talking about fashion brands. We're talking about building brand, all this stuff that I think that pe- that some people are a little bit too far away from ever getting to right now. The first, but, but everyone's got a social media account. Everybody can grab yeah. emails. Everyone can build a list and service an offer to a list with an email account. Never been easier. So I just thought to myself, do you know what? Mort's got to talk about this because it's just revolutionised the way the game's yeah. played. Because if you, never been, e- mate, it's never been easier to do it. There should be no woman or man with with a few thousand followers on Instagram that should be working a job because you don't need to. Just collect emails. Simple yeah. as that. And do you know? Do you know? Guess what? You have to have really to open a, a social media account, an email address. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have an email address. Yeah. So everyone's got one. <laughs> just take it. <laughs> it's like, just, just like people say, oh, people don't read emails anymore. I'm like, well, again, I can, people don't read shit emails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and honestly. Don't read shit email. And again, what I don't worry about is like, I never really worry about things like open rate. I couldn't give a fuck. I know that the more people that are on my email list and the more emails I send. The more money. And the less opens I'll get. Because yeah. I don't read every single email that I get. But if I send... Let's just say I only send three emails a week. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to start sending six. I double my chances of getting my emails open because I send more emails. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You want to get more pussy? Start asking more girls out. (laughs) 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, it's, that, it's, I mean, it's, obviously, it, I've been married for 10 years. It's, so that's it's, not right. It's, it's, like, it's, you want to increase your chances of getting laid? Yeah. Ask more girls. Yeah, 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 100%. Do you know what? Smith uses your line I mean, on this. Clearly, it's not just that. It's not just that. Yeah. But if you want to get your dick sucked, ask more people to suck your dick. Yeah. I say the word people in case I get in trouble. <laughs> I always, you always know when, 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 when I knew straight away when you was coming on the podcast that it was going to go like this. Let's let's pivot. Yeah, let's pivot. Let's, of, I'm only going to bring the dirt in. Let's pivot onto 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 this book because you've got eight steps. To it's a bold statement in it. Paul Moore, I will save your life. It's a bold statement. Yeah, I did. I didn't come up with that title. It, so so originally I wanted to call it "Bro, get your shit together." Right. Right. My agent was like, you know, Luke, he's like, no, nah, he said, people don't realize they need to get their shit together. I, I like that. And then Hunter Collins came at me with, we want to call it the Paul Mort method. And I'm like, that's a bit boring. That's super boring. But I'm not going to argue with like a multi hundreds of millions of pounds Hunter Collins generate. I mean, me at the published game of fucking thrones. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> like, they know what they're talking about. The published pattern in Bear Mates. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Pomo will change it. It will save your life is a very bold statement, but fuck it. If you want to give me the crown, I'll take it. And to be fair, mate, I was a bit scared of it. Like I was a little bit fearful. I, I had some self-doubt. I was like, wow, now, now I am putting myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is a bold fucking claim, but fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Someone says I'm a cunt. <laughs> that's I'm okay with that. And, and, and my fear was I'd self-published a book before. But I didn't put it on Amazon. So my fear was, oh, fuck, I'm going to get one. And I'm going to get one. What if I get one star reviews? What if I get two star reviews? What if people say it's shit? Yeah. Guess what? People did. Guess what? I didn't die. And guess what? You got paid. <laughs> I paid. I got to meet some incredible people. I'm about to do a tour on the back of it. You know what I mean? It's like, is, it's is, the worst is, thing, is Luke the setting you up on tour? Is, like, is Luke setting you up wait, on tour? Betsy. Well, we're going to do a headline event in October. We're announcing it next week, and we've called it Paul Mott will change your life. We'll and change the your first life, venue yeah. he's booked is Newcastle um, Theatre. It's fucking massive. Mate, it's you're, the same you're, venue that Smith's doing. You'll, you'll fill it. You'll yeah, fill it. Man, and I'm terrified. You've got an email list. Is, think about it. I have not got hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm on 29,000. I'm terrified of turning up in the room being empty and hardly anyone being there. But guess what? I'm fucking, I'm going to go with it anyway. What's the worst thing? Is, I'm not going to die as a result of being uncomfortable. I'm not going to die as a result of being... No one's ever really died of embarrassment. I, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I've got the tools to deal with it. And, and the thing is, mate, the thing that's interesting is I did a, I did a, I did a presentation the other week about the, how, the truth about building a seven-figure business. And I said that one thing that people don't talk about is all of the fears that you have about people unsubscribing from your list. All of the fears you have about people criticizing you, people challenging you, all of the fears you have about being mocked, all the fears that you have about one-star reviews, two-star reviews, people talking shit, they will all come true. So, and people don't talk about this. You know, oh, you'll be fine. The reality is I'm fine. Yeah. And I showed, at this talk, I, I brought up a slide with all of the things that people have said about me. People will start forums about you. People yeah. will talk shit about you behind your back. 100%. So fucking get used to it. I can't have the praise without the criticism. I can't have the support without the challenge. I can't have the positive comments without the negative ones. So stop fucking pulling the wool over people's eyes. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? I can't have the wins without the losses. 
I can't have courage without fear. I can't have confidence without self-doubt. It all goes together. And as soon as people understand that whether whether a person has a positive or negative opinion of you, either way, it doesn't fucking none matter. Of my business. It's none, none of your of business. My business. All you've got to do every day is turn up and do the reps for whatever you want to do, whatever your purpose is. Turn up, do the reps. Turn up, do the reps. Exactly what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's just well, it's done. the same as what we started with before. Smith hates ice baths. I love them. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Like nobody dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, I'm all right with it. it what, once I started thinking, once I got my first one star review, you, you're sweet, you're sweet. I got a little sweet, bit like, really? And then I was like, eh, <laughs> at least I bought my book. Mate, you know what I mean? The, at least you downloaded it. At the end of the day, they've got to pay you a few quid just, just, to, just to give you one star, a lot of these people. Anyway. I'm just buzzing that took the time out to buy it, to listen to it. Do you know what I mean? If they didn't like it, I'm okay with that. Give give people give people the eight steps. So break it down on how they can how they can how they can save their life in that terminology. Like in terms, I'll of give life. you. The, I'll give you really. I'll give you the first step. I'll give you the first step, and the first step is um, one of the one of my favorite things in the in the in the book, and one of the most popular bits of the book is "Cool Story, Bro." And that is everybody has this story that they're attached to about why things are different for them. And that's the thing, really, that you've got to drop. I have bipolar. I've got bipolar. Oh, it's a bipolar make me act like that. But it's nothing to do with the fucking sniff that you're doing every weekend, mate. It's nothing to do with all the fucking easy taking. And that was my story. Other people had stories like, oh, well, my parents split up when I was a kid. And you'll see the stories in the book. The stories in the book are fucking phenomenal. I've had guys who planned their own suicide and wanted to make it look like an accident. We've got guys that were homeless and tried to commit suicide. We've got guys that were miserable as fuck. We've got guys that were angry all the time. We've got all those stories and all of them, all of their stories started with their story mentally about why it was different for them. Labels that they placed upon themselves, excuses, reasons. And then they just started to get more committed to the results and they start to focus on how they wanted to feel instead of how they don't want to feel. They start getting committed to what they do want instead of what they don't want. They started taking charge of their life. So I suppose that would be the first step that I would give you is understand that it's not really different for you. If you examined your story and looked at it, you'd be like, actually, do you know, it's bullshit that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the result of habitual thinking. And and, and yeah. it literally is that people people do tell like people do tell themselves something over and over and over and over again, and then cr- create this belief in their mind that 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 thing is the truth. Is the truth? A yeah. belief is not the truth. Yeah, it, a belief is usually your version of the truth. Yeah, I, but if you examined it, you could find if you took most people took their beliefs to court. And the court said, where's the evidence? There's no evidence. Most people would struggle. <laughs> mate, all, all, <laughs> Most people would struggle. Like, Paul, like, mate, I'm telling you now, right? All, all my, all the things that I've worked so hard to fix over the last few years in, in my mindset and everything that's taken me forward is the fact of, one, take fucking responsibility, and two, go go back to look at things that happened to you when you're 8, 10, 12 years old, 15 years old, and look at them with a set of 30, 32-year-old eyes and see it yeah. from both sides of the coin and see how other people felt in that situation to actually see... And you've got to understand as well yeah. that, that, that the past is really... The past. There's a fact that there's the fact... That happened, the fact. Yeah. And then there is what you make it mean. 
then yeah. there is the meaning that you attach to it. In you other put words, put around it, yeah. Even that I love, which is the past is nothing more than the present time memory of something that happened, a fact, with your imagination filling in all of the gaps and your imagination giving it all of the meaning. So I could, again, this is a really fucking basic example. I could attach, all right, well, they left a one-star review in my book. I could make it mean that that means my book's shit. That means that they criticize me. That means they hate me. Or my imagination can go, do you know what? Thank you for buying the book. Thank you for listening to all of my book and my story. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. I'm glad they did that. I've got two options. Be glad or be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got those two options. The people that were talking about me on that forum, I hate his accent. I hate the way he fucking, I hate the way he, he sniffs snot up through his nose. I'm like, mate, if you snort as much coke as I can, you've got some problems with your nose. <laughs> or, 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 you know what I mean? I'm like, people criticize me for the way that, I, for my accent. Yeah. What the fuck am I supposed to do about you, daft cunt? <laughs> but I'm like, I've got, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got two options there. I can get pissed off or I can understand that these people yeah. are just doing their best to feel significant. If I get pissed off with it, I lose. But the re- the reason why you're successful, my imagination that decides that. But the reason why you are so, so successful in everything you do is because you polarize people. This is what people do not do. People are not willing to polarize opinion. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I mean, I love you, right? But some people are going to fucking hate you, right? And the reason, the reason, and, and and that's great because the people that love you will buy from you. They'll buy your stuff. They'll be in in your world. And the people that fucking hate you won't. But you want to be polarizing too many people. And but I just mean, but, the thing is, you know, you're making an interesting point. I don't even try and do that i just ex- i don't think oh, it's just you piss people off. i'm gonna pose what i think yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, guess yeah. what yeah not everybody believes the same shit as me not everybody has a it's like what was spoke about with the ice bath thing i don't do i'm not going to talk about ice baths and be polarized and i'm just going to say listen hey i love ice baths and some people are going to say well i hate ice baths yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah, I'm yeah. Just sharing I my opinion i'm not going out my way but i can't have my opinion cannot be the same as everybody else's. Yeah. And you're cool with that. And that's, people, that's brilliant. And it's going to be different to some people. Yeah. And, and, and you and me both, like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with people having, having, having an opinion on me that, that, that as long as I know, as long as I know, and you know who you are, it doesn't matter fuck what anyone else thinks anyway. Oh, Paul Mort's a prick. Oh, thank you for noticing. I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for noticing. My wife would agree with you. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I, I'm, okay. I'm okay. Listen, I'm okay. If it starts to get personal, yeah. like it starts to get my family or anything, that's it. And you know what, Frankie? Every so often, every so often, so I get, someone tells me to kill myself every other day, right? Because of my videos, because of what I talk about. It's part of the cause. But every so often, I'm like, you know what, mate? That's not okay. That's not okay. Yeah, yeah. You've got two kids on your profile picture. Guess what? I've got two kids and you've just told me to kill myself. That's not okay. Imagine if your kids saw what you just posted. Yeah, That's not okay. Most of the time, I'm like, they're trying their best to feel better. Yeah. I'd rather them take it out on me than the kids. I'd rather them take their anger, their pain out on me via the internet than take it out on other people Yeah, that haven't got the tools to deal with it. I've got the tools to deal with it, but every so often, I'm like, man, that's not okay. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's just shows where people are in their own life though. If you throw, if you're throwing mud at someone else or throwing throwing a hate towards someone else, then it just points back yeah. at you and you hate yourself anyway. Like like that's just the truth that's of the right. matter, isn't it? It's yeah, just, that's just your, perfe- your perception of me is a reflection of you, not me. Yeah, 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 yeah for I, sure. I can't I can't make you perceive something like you. I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> 
on, on, honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed that you've broke that stuff down. I look. I know that we've got to do a short one today and keep it on time because I know I know you're a busy man and got stuff to do today. But just give people your socials and 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 the websites that they can go to. I'll also link them in the podcast description so that they can obviously go to it and get your book and all the that. The best stuff. place to go is. I'm doing a bit on YouTube right now, actually. We're doing a bit on YouTube with the podcast and that. So, um, mate, all of the same ones as normal. YouTube, Paul Moore Talk Shit, um, Audible, Paul Moore Will Save Your Life, Instagram, Facebook, PaulMoore.uk, all of those things. There's my next call. Three minutes early, my next people. Yeah. <laughs> mate, honestly, like, yeah. Guys. You know what I love when people tell, oh, Paul, I'm too busy to do this. I'm like, show me your fucking schedule and I'll show you what busy is. Yeah, yeah, Most yeah. people aren't busy, they're unorganized. Yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah. I'll, I'll put all those links in the description. Again, thank you so much for coming on the show, hey, mate. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate that. And guys, if you can just uh, like, subscribe, and send me and Paul a message, let us know what you got from this podcast. Really, really, really consider email. Like, email is going to revolutionize your life. <laughs> it's going to revolutionize It's also your very life. therapeutic. Yeah, it's also, yeah. yeah you can, and you can write what you want, send it to your audience. But, mate, thank you so much for doing this. Much love. And uh, tune in again next week, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee Podcast.